Hello and welcome to the first uh, Grand Prix Dynamics podcast. Um, Ross, I am the founder of Grand Prix Dynamics and I've got my co-host here who is Cameron, or mainly just, we usually just refer to him as Cam. So Cam, how are you today? I'm good, Ross. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. It's been a very interesting morning. Um, F1 testing finished yesterday and we're just going to go over little bits and pieces and there's been some breaking news which came out about 40 minutes ago so regarding Aston Martin so we'll end up talking about that. Um, what do you think of winter testing? Uh, for the winter testing it was quite good. Uh, the Red Bull looked quite strong just like last year. Um, they topped uh, the timing sheet on day one and was it day two and three? Uh, yeah, they did. I think they topped all three. If I, I cannot remember. I can't remember past Friday. Um, but like, yeah, I'm sure. I'll just have a look on the account now. Yeah, Max went fastest on the afternoon on day one, and and then day he two as well. Fastest in there as well. Yeah, and then obviously, oh, the only time that. Uh, Max wasn't fastest, obviously, because they split the days with Red Bull, didn't he, with Perez? So Max did the first one and a half, and then Checo did the second. Yeah, but uh, Checo was fastest day two for both sessions, EM and AM. Yeah, yeah, he was. And he did uh, 133 laps on the final day, which is the most, apart from day one with Max, is like the most Red Bull did, which is really good for them. Um. Yeah, there was some news this morning as well about Max saying that like the RB nineteen is literally just an improvement of the RB twenty uh RB eighteen as well. So should be good for Red Bull. I thought the, the Williams, I mean obviously you take the test in with a pinch of salt, but I thought the Williams and the Aston Martin both look quite strong as well. Best year the one so. Aston Martin look really good. I think all the mid-teams are expecting Aston Martin to be near the top three, apparently. That's how much of an improvement they've made, which is quite crazy, I think, compared to where they were this time last year as well. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, I'm expecting to be fair, I'm expecting Alonso to get a podium, a couple of podiums this season. I think if, obviously, something happens with the top three, which is probably most likely going to be Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. I reckon he'll be he'll be right up there to snatch a few podiums hopefully this season. And so hopefully we'll see the return of him. Yeah, I think um, if anyone's going to get some podiums this year out of Lance Stroll and uh, Fernando, it is going to be Fernando. Um, yeah, that Aston like I do have high hopes for Aston Martin after what everyone has been saying about them now, but I don't want to be like over expecting from them because things change through the yeah. season. We haven't even had a race yet, and we don't know where everyone stands. We're just going off what the team say. It's that time of year where everyone over analyzes everything, and yeah, it's not until next week where I will find out where everyone stands. Um, did you yeah, hear I, about? Go on. Uh, I was just going to say about um, McLaren. Technically, they had a really poor test, and they, they did ninety-two laps on day one. Uh, yeah. Then day two was much better. Was much better with one hundred and thirty-nine. Uh, that was day three. Sorry, wasn't it? 
Um, I want to have a look again. Did you see or did you hear about um, Lando punching the wall as he was walking through to the driver's room? Yeah, apparently Will Buxton saw that, which, you know, that's probably going to end up in the Drive to Survive season six. <laughs> yeah, um, he did literally just put a try out as well, saying that um, a lot of media outlets have um, like just been, oh, you've almost dramatized it. He literally just hit the wall, he didn't like smash the entire place up. Um, McLaren on the final day, they did um, 81 laps, which Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. They don't look that strong, but I remember uh, when they were doing their when they launched the car, they even said that they're not expecting much from the off, and that they're actually bringing upgrades for Baku anyway. Yeah. But you know, with F one, you have to be on it from the get go, really. Yeah. Especially with like the new cost cap and everything as well. Like, there's no way. Like a team can afford any slip ups. Um, there was an interesting thing they were talking about yesterday as well during testing about how, like, they usually bring updates around five, which is spin. But this year it's um, like, you've got Baku, which would be, I think that's round four. But yeah, you'd have like Baku, which would be around the time when the team started bringing updates, but you don't really want to bring updates on a street circuit, especially considering like it's Baku and if you As come you down, know, and yeah, you're more than likely going to hit the wall. Yeah. And um, then the, it's got like Imola after that, then you're back in Miami. Like that's three tracks that you don't want to more than likely not like bring upgrades to because it's that narrow and you're not going to get that much. Like information off them, where if they have to wait until like Barcelona, which is round eight, like it's a third in the season, and you cannot wait eight races to bring upgrades to a car and then be like, oh yeah, we're actually going to like start bringing them now because you can't do that, especially this year with how close it looks like it is. I reckon the midfield is definitely going to be a lot closer compared to last year. I reckon you're still going to have the, the top teams running away with it. But, I mean, the midfield, hopefully it'll be a, a bit more of a tighter battle. Keen to see where Alpha Tauri come out in that all of that, though, because, I mean, last season they weren't amazing, they weren't great. But this year they, they look okay, but they don't look like they're, they're fully like they were back in... Um, 2021. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I don't really know how I feel about AlphaTauri's progress this year. Like, um, Nick DeFries was like seven seconds off the pace, even though it is testing. Like, fair enough, they might have had like different run plans and things to other team, but they haven't looked convincing to me. To be like, oh yeah, like the back to where they used to be in like, which is usually around about fifth or sixth place in the constructors. Um have you seen that Red Bull might be putting Alphatari up for sale as well? Yeah, and there's quite a quite a lot of people who are looking to buy. I know Andretti uh is one of them apparently. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously Andretti, yeah, they'll try and wiggle their into F1 any chance they get. Um, but yeah, Alpha Tower basically Red Bull 
Um, I've put a lot more of their money into them this year because with them finishing ninth last year, they haven't gotten many sponsors apart from All In. So, um, yeah, Red Bull are looking to cut costs and AlphaTauri, if they can't move them to the UK, AlphaTauri look like to be one of them that ends up going, which after two seasons it is a bit worrying to be like okay we're already saying bye to a team that has just came it's exactly the same how it was back in like 2012 and 2013 when uh, Kate Ramirez and HRT were around so if they uh, get sold it'll be interesting to see what the owner does with that team like is he gonna is he gonna basically get rid of the Rebel Drivers because he'd have a say so would he chuck in to like say Andretti buys it? Is he gonna to want to get Logan in there as soon as possible? Um the American. I think Andretti would probably bring in their own drivers. They'd probably say like bring up one from F2 maybe and then snatch the rest from like IndyCar. Or they might just get two IndyCar drivers and plunk them in F1, because why not? Like, it's big for them if they get sponsors in F1 with American drivers in an American team. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with with that. Yeah, I, I, I can't wait to see it because, I, personally, I hope they stay because I like the Alpha Terry team. Livery, a bit different. I mean, I prefer the Toro Rosso one. I think a lot of people would agree. That Toro Rosso delivery back in the day was it was very nice. So. Alpha Tari for the last two years have had beautiful liveries. Actually, the last three years, like when they came in twenty twenty, that is obviously like their best livery. And then the other two that they brought out were very nice as well. And then this year they've kind of just gone, eh, we're just gonna like get a bucket of white paint, chuck it over the car, and then whatever's left, cover it in blue. Um. It does kind of look similar to Haas as well, apart from like um, when it turns to sides, it's going to be a bit confusing when you see them head on. But I think the Haas looks exactly the same from the front as last year, but as soon as it turns, it's different. Where the Alpha Tari is just, no, I don't like it. He had some good potential for a livery and they've gone and wasted it. Probably what did you think? Sorry. Yeah. No, it's all right. I was going to say, what did you think of the, the new pit wall that's, I think it's saving them over 250k? Oh, is that because they've changed it? Yeah. They've yeah. changed the size of it from three. Well, fair enough. Like, if the team don't want to have, like, a ton of people sat on a pit wall, they don't have to. Like, there's going to be more. You might have just more room in a garage for more people. Or they might be working out of a base somewhere. Like, fair enough. And if it's going to save money on taking people to races, like, do it. Like, you're still going to have the same information at the track as you do back at base. So, if you're going to save money, fair enough. Good on them. I wonder, I think it'll work well with them. Obviously, you've got that smaller pit wall. They're saving more money, but... If you look at the other teams across the grid, obviously they've got that much larger pit wall. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously, when just decisions need to be made, like last minute, having multiple people on that pit wall sometimes might help. 
Jab, yeah. like if Red Bull, you've got um, you've got you've got Christian, obviously, um, you've got Hannah, the strategy. Can't say that word, but you know what I mean. Like, obviously, in, I wonder if it's going to change the dynamic of how that works for them. But it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, if they have them in the garage, there should be no really not much issue. But again, it depends how well their car performs and if it actually matters. If it's saving them money, it saves them money. Yeah. Like, especially with the cost cap and things this year, there's no, like, teams have to think of anywhere possible to try and save money. So it's understandable if they're going to cut down on people on the pit wall, do it. If it saves you, like, a couple hundred quid on hotel rooms and flights, you're going to do it. Like, that money can go into, like, development for the car or whatever else they need to make the team run better, even, like, good on them. Can't blame them. Yeah. Team we haven't talked much about, the, the Mercedes. What did you think of, obviously, them? I thought the livery looks absolutely beautiful. Uh, livery very is beautiful. unique halo. A very different halo this season. I haven't seen know. the... I haven't seen the Halo, but um, I'm so interested by like the design of the engine cover and things, how they've shaped it and molded it. I always think it looks like a like they've made it to try and create like a tunnel effect, so they get all the like they've properly slimmed down the car, and they've gone with like yeah. the, I think everyone's gone with like the shelf design that Red Bull had last year on the engine cover, where like it, it comes off, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think I agree because obviously it it looks different, and I mean they, uh, I think they reduced the bouncing. Whether there's still some bouncing there, I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, they haven't really commented on it, but it's definitely reduced it. But apparently they are uh, supposed well, Red Bull are six tenths faster race pace wise. So if that is that's true, and that was reported by Amos quite uh, this morning, I mean, it doesn't really look good for them overall. But who knows? Because obviously the season that progress and they bring up grades, so you never know. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, Mercedes on Friday said on Thursday even said that they did think they had eliminated the bouncing. But um, Lewis has came out this morning and said that it still carries some underlying issues from last season as well. So they're going to look to try and balance them out as quickly as possible. And if they get on top of them quicker, they probably will. But I think they've made a step in the right direction and hopefully gives them a bit more pace compared to last year. I think last year, overall, they were good on like corners and things, it was just the straight line where they had absolutely no fighting chance, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, if Mercedes, like, they've had a quiet test. They've had a, oh, we're just going to sit and let everyone I else do their thing. Gosh, my series going off for some reason. Um, I don't know why my watch does that. Apple watches are ridiculous. It's like, I say one thing, it's like, I found this on the web. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, um, Mercedes have just let everyone else crack on and they've kind of just kept under the radar, had a good solid test for themselves and hopefully are going to just continue it on from there. 
I think a lot of people probably saw the clip because it has been going around TikTok of, of Will Buxton basically saying how, you know, George was consistently banging out these, these good results, five P5s, obviously there was a few P4s, good, good amount of podiums. And Hamilton was meanwhile sat back, basically just trying to progress the car further, trying everything and taking the brunt of obviously the bouncing. I mean, we saw him back when he got out of the car. I mean, like, he could barely even Gary had to have help. So I think obviously with Hamilton helping with the development of that car, obviously going into this season, they've said that they've eliminated the bouncing. Hamilton's come out and commented recently that obviously there's still some issues. I feel like it's going to be the same this season with Hamilton trying to just help with the development early on and then towards the end of the season, just like last season where George won in Brazil and Hamilton was behind him in P2. I feel like it's going to be the same dynamic, if you get what I mean? Like, Hamilton's going to help on early season with development, which may mean later on in the season, you know, obviously then they might start moving f- further forward and hopefully we might see Hamilton back on the top of the podium, which, I mean, I missed last season because, you know, he's gone consecutively every season he's racing, winning a race, and last season that kind of it just didn't happen for him, did it? No, it looked like he had like flashes of genius and then it just suddenly disappeared. I love how, did, have you watched Air Drive to Survive yet? I'm currently on season, uh, well, episode three, season five. Uh, I'm getting there. So, yeah, I've only watched like, the first two and I just love how Toto all the way through Silverstone's like, we're in a chance to win this, we're in a chance to win this. And then at the end, he's like, I'm happy to come third. Like, once over Mercedes would have been absolutely. Like, livid are just confused to what happened if they didn't come for like at least in the top two, where it, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting for Mercedes. It's going to be a year where it's going to be it either makes or breaks them. I think when you look at Silverstone last year's season as well, so I've watched episode two, so I've seen it as well. That Mercedes had the pace to win that race, and I think. It would have been the case if if Carlos never got the lead off Charles and pulled away, Hamilton would have been right there to snatch it. And I feel like if you didn't have those those battles on those last couple of laps, I mean, obviously, we all know the iconic quote now, through goes Hamilton. I feel like if even if we didn't have any of that, I feel like Hamilton would have been there to snatch the win. But again, I'm happy for Frank. He got his first win, which was good to see. And his first poll, so hard doubt him. Yeah. Um yeah. Going on to Ferrari, um they saying that they look quick in a straight line, but they've uh, lost a lot of performance through the corners, so that must just literally be the fact of they've taken off aero so that they're a bit faster in a straight line to try and compete with Red Bull. Because that's pretty much where it let them down, especially like reliability and things last season as well as strategists I've ranted on too many times in the past to even comprehend Ferrari's like issues and mess ups. So yeah. Um hopefully hopefully this year they are a bit better and they finally get all the issues that they sorted. Got them ironed out. I think by what they what Ferrari has done by bringing in Fred, you know, the Alpha Romeo's ex in principle, I think what they've done is they've changed the whole dynamic. He's now joined the team. 
and Alfa Romeo, we saw at the early part of the season, they were doing quite well. Um, through the mid-season, they kind of dropped off the pace a bit. At the end, weren't technically you know, back where they were at the start, but they were still kind of there. It was, it was kind of a up-and-down season. So I think by bringing in Fred, obviously he's changing. I think he's already uh, fired the old strategist uh, head of it, head of that department. I think I'm hoping with him they can push forward. And if they've got the car, fight with Red Bull. And obviously, you might actually get to see a championship battle that we were kind of robbed of last season. Yeah, if like I think Ferrari stole their own cha- like <laughs> stole their own championship off themselves. To be fair, like without the reliability issues, without the strategy issues, the and uh, the car performance definitely dropped off through like the season because they were worried about everything else. So yeah, it's not the best way to be, and hopefully this year we do get a better championship fight. Um. I think Fred can be the one to hopefully deliver it for them. We have he like both Charles and Carlos have came out and said, "Oh, he's done really well, and he's helped the team a lot in like the first two months that he's already been there." So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how and where Ferrari stand within the first few races and where they go from there. Because it's alright being quick through like the first fight, you had to be consistent through the middle part, and that's where they weren't last year. Yeah, I think it for me as well. We're watching that season. I think France as a whole was just the key turning point for them. Yeah, I'm not sure like, if people would agree, but I think that race, even Max said, like after France, he he kind of knew he had the championship. It was it was basically in his hands. Yeah. So for me, France is going to be that key key part of that season where it just didn't went wrong, really. Yeah, like Red, like Red Bull, literally just walked away from it from France. To be fair, like Red, uh, Leclerc definitely didn't help himself by crashing, and as you say, Max knew from then on that you'd probably win it. Yeah. Um, it's crazy to think that like Merck went too far off the back of them either. In the last few races, and he nearly beat them as well. In the construct, I think that was not like twenty-one points or something between them going into Abu Dhabi. It was something like that. Something like that, but I think um, Charles actually finishing P two is, and Hamilton obviously retiring is basically the reason that they stayed ahead. I'm pretty sure. I think if he yeah. had both those marks action and maybe Paris P two, it, it would have been. A- Maybe a different story. Yeah. Obviously, it just depends where they would have finished. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like considering Merck was like consistent all the way through that, and the the only DNF that they had up until Abu Dhabi last year was Silverstone when Russell got a puncture. It showed how much of a reliable car he got until Abu Dhabi hit. Was it an hydraulic issue, if I remember correctly, that uh, Hamilton had? So, yeah, um, I think reliability again is going to play a big part in it. Yeah. One thing I think we are basically ignoring, and I think a lot of people probably would ignore it this season as well, is the Alpine. They didn't look that strong in testing to me personally. They seem to have, if anything, from if you look at the data, they seem to have actually gone backwards 
instead of forward, which is. I haven't, I haven't really paid attention to Alp uh, to Alpine. Like I love the look of the car, um, but yeah, I haven't really paid attention to them. Um, hopefully, they're still like top. They'll still probably be like top five. They might have lost like a position to Aston Martin, but like Alpine, they look strong throughout the season. It was just more the fact of like reliability issues, and once again, it's going to come down to reliability for them. Um, I can guarantee they'll probably have like a strong development. It just depends on if uh, Gasly and Ocon can work together as well. I think that duo of having them, obviously they're both French, it's a French team. I think it's going to work well. And I want to see it work well because I think Gasly is a driver. He is, he is very good. I think in the Alpha Tauri team, he was quite stuck. There wasn't really anywhere for him to progress because obviously you had Checo in the Red Bull. He went into that rebel for a short stint, didn't perform, got demoted. It's so I think Alpine is if they can progress as a team, Gasly can then progress as a driver. And I think that goes the same for Ocon. I think yeah. if that Alpine begins to progress season after season, I think he'll progress as a driver as well. And I mean, he's already got one win under his belt. So you've got two drivers in that team who both have one Formula One win to their name. So Hopefully, hopefully they can uh, progress a little bit further up the grid. I don't think it will happen for them this year. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be dead in the mid, in the midfield centre. I'm expecting P6 and the constructors personally from them. So, um, but yeah, I think that duo of them, as Gasly and Ocon, might work well for them, and I hope it does. Yeah, I hope it works well for them too, but like in the past, them two haven't really gotten on, so we'll see what happens. And Ocon has a history of um not particularly getting along with teammates either. But um <laughs> Alonso last yeah. Alonso and Perez Ooh. when he was at Racing Point and Force India as well. So yeah, that's gonna be very interesting to see what happens between them two. Um I'm trying to th- I think is that all the teams that are done? Uh, pretty much. I mean, we haven't really talked about Williams. We talked about him at the start. So, do you want to go on to, let's say, predictions? Um. Yeah, we'll go on to predictions. Who do you think? Right, constructors and just go for world champions. Who do you reckon? Oh, we'll go for the top three gonna... in both. All right. So, top three for the constructors. I'm gonna say it's gonna be Red Bull back on top again. Yeah. I'm going to put Ferrari in P2. Yeah. And I'm going to go with a shocker. And I'm going to say Aston Martin are going to be P3. Really? For the drive. I think, I think they, I'd like to see them in P3. I think, depending on how they do at the start of the season and then obviously progressing throughout. Yeah. I, I would like to see them in P3. Yeah. I reckon Mercedes will probably get it, but Aston, I, I want to put Aston in there as a shocker. If they don't get P3, I'm I'm calling a P4 for them because they look yeah. really strong this season. That's fair enough. Um, right, I haven't put much, I'm probably not going to put much th- uh, thought into this, but I'm definitely going to say Red Bull are Constructors champions again. Um, I'm going to go Mercedes for P2. 
But they're not. They're going to take that down to the wire in Abu Dhabi, and they'll just pimp out for just beat Ferrari to P two by a couple points. Um, and then yeah, Ferrari P three. Uh, drivers and uh, drivers. Drivers, uh, obviously, me being a Max fan, probably going to get a lot of hate for that now. <laughs> I'm saying Max is going to win it again. I think he's going to go for his third title. I think, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping for a closer battle. I'd like to see it maybe go down to the wire, like it did in 2021. Obviously, the chances of that happening are very thin. But I think I think we're going to have Max on top. P2, I, I'm going to... That's a really difficult one, but I'm probably going to say Charles Leclerc again. And I think, it's, again, I think it will be quite close. It'll, there'll only be a few more points in it. And yeah. then P3, I think... Honestly, I, I think Lewis Hamilton, I feel like he's going to have a good season this season. And I think he'll, I think he'll get that P3 in the uh, Drivers' Championship. So I hopefully yeah. he does it, but who knows? Yeah, I'm going to go Max for the champion. I'm going to go Maxwell champion again. Um, yeah, like if he just continues the form that he's been on for the last two years now, he's going to be unbeatable. Um, uh, P2, I'm going to say uh, Leclerc, simply because he's Ferrari's best shot. Um, he does look he does look like he's in a bit of a happier place now that Bernardo's gone as well. So... Yeah, Leclerc P2. And then I'm going to say Russell for P3. Interesting. I think, I think he's going to really shine the show. He's had his first year in Mark. He's going to be comfortable now. He's had his first win as well. I think he'll be more hungry than ever to try and win races and get podiums all consistently. Like, he was consistent last year. Like, he was inside the top five pretty much. Well, he literally was in the top five until Silverstone last year, which was nearly halfway through the season. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, yeah, I think both Merckx will win races, but it's gonna be Russell on top of Hamilton once again. Yeah. Going into the bar in GP, obviously that that's next week. Um, yeah. We've had obviously the big news come out from Aston Martin this morning saying that. If Lance Jewell doesn't fully recover, they are going to have Felipe Drogovic take his seat for that weekend. And they've yeah. kind of squished that rumour of Vettel returning, which was mentioned by Crofty during testing yesterday as well. So what are your predictions, obviously, for the, the Grand Prix coming up this weekend? Um, weekend sorry, I think it's going to be very close next weekend. Um, I think it'll probably be like another fight like last year between Red Bull and Ferrari. Maybe even a Mercedes gets involved there. We might have a three-way fight. Um, I'll go bold and I'm going to say Russell wins the first race of the season. Fair enough. What about you? P2. Uh, P2. I'm going to go with Verstappen and then the Clark P3. Right. Well, Obviously, there's that Bahrain GP curse. If you win that race, you don't win the championship. So, uh, yeah. I think it's because Max doesn't win Bahrain, which I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, but I think I'd like to see... I think 
I personally, I feel like, you know what, I'm going to go with Russell as well. I think if the Mercs there, Russell is going to take the win. So I'm going to go with Russell P1. I'm going to say Max is going to finish P2. And then I'm going to chuck Charles into P3 because I think, I feel like there's going to be Ferrari on the podium next weekend. But I just right. feel like that Merc hopefully will win it. Obviously, yeah. I want Max to win, but I don't want Max to carry on. So, yeah, yeah. that's absolutely fair enough. Um, right, just a quick wrap up because we've got five minutes left on this recording. Basically, um, what this podcast is going to become in the future is we're just going to talk about races. Um, we're going to be doing some news as well. Um, every week or so, hopefully, we'll get a podcast out called News Around the Paddock. So that'll just give you a quick summary of everything that's going to go on around the week, what big news there is, any talking points. Um, yeah, we'll do some race reviews as well. I know Cam's away next weekend, so that might come a bit later than usual. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just going to be like predictions. On Monday. Yeah, probably do that on Monday. But yeah, we're just going to be doing like predictions and a lot of other different things on here as well. Just having a bit of a laugh and talking about our favourite thing, which is F1 really. Um, Yeah. Anything else, Tad? I think, well, I think you've basically cleared all up. The only thing I'd probably add is obviously you guys are the ones listening to the podcast. So if there's stuff that you want us to talk about, just obviously send over the ideas and we might incorporate it into the podcast. Obviously, we want to hear from you guys as well. Um, I think we may potentially see if we can get people coming on. I think that's something we have talked about as well. Yeah, it is. So, hopefully, you might get a special guest every now and then. Obviously, they won't be huge like Lewis Hamilton, but, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere. We'll, we'll work our way up to Lewis Hamilton eventually. Uh, one last thing as well. well. Every week or so, we'll put, like, just before a podcast, we might put out, like, a big question for the podcast on our Instagram story as well. So make sure we get involved in that and get a big question sent in and we'll answer that for the end of the podcast and have a good discussion on what that will be as well. Um, Right, yeah, I think that's everything wrapped up and we'll be back for next week. Anything else, Carl? No, I, I will, again, we'll see you all next week for the, to talk about the Bar NGP and obviously we'll see if me and Ross have got it absolutely spot on or if we were well off and just didn't get it right at all to be fair miles away when F1 is unpredictable and it gives us a random safety car at the end of the race and changes everything because yay uh, right I'm yeah that is flashbacks, <laughs> flashbacks. Uh, right yeah that is <laughs> absolutely <laughs> that's everything there so yeah um, thanks for listening you can find us on everywhere that you find your podcast um such as Spotify and iTunes, um, some other different platforms as well. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at gp.dynamics. And we're also on Twitter as well, which if I remember correctly, I should know this. The handle is at gpdynamics1. We're constantly providing you with updates and the biggest news. Um, you can find us on our own website as well, which is uh, gpdynamics.org and we're currently going through a big change on the website as well. 
so make sure to check that out for some uh big stories too um yeah so thanks for listening and we will see you after the Bahrain Grand Prix where hopefully for the both of us George Russell has run the race see you guys in Bahrain bye bye